Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. I'm here speaking with the business manager of the UA Plumbers, Pipefitters, and Refrigeration Fitters Union 403, which is based right here in San Luis Obispo. The business manager is Dave Baldwin. Dave, I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit more about the project labor agreements and some of the benefits that those provide to the community. Can you tell us about Mm -hmm. that, particularly in the vein of apprenticeship programs? So um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, these community workforce agreements uh, really create a pipeline uh, to apprenticeship. So uh, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of uh, programs that that can be incorporated into uh, these community workforce agreements. Uh, For instance, a program like uh, women in non-traditional employment roles, or we build, um, you know, these programs will take uh, underserved portions of the community and uh, create pathways for them to either through a pre-apprenticeship or through another means to uh, get access to these apprenticeship programs on these projects. And it's drawn up in the agreement so that we uh, can track it and we know that it's going to happen. And that really benefits our our local community. You know, when an out-of-town employer wins a bid on a large uh, infrastructure project, for instance, um, we find that uh, oftentimes they will bring crews with them from another area or even out of state, and it really impacts the local workers. Well, and, and um, just so folks know, um, because this is Slow County Public Policy and the Law, mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the statutes on project labor agreements, they require no discrimination between union or non-union contractors. They also require in the bidding process that there's no discrimination between local and out-of-town or even out-of-state contractors. So you can have someone uh, who's a contractor from Arizona who wins a big project on uh, building a water treatment plant, for instance. Uh, And if you don't have one of these, uh, they can bring all of their employees from Arizona. Mm And naturally, it's it's our hope that a local firm will win the bid. And we believe all things being equal, uh, when when a project, for instance, is under a community workforce agreement, we believe that the uh, odds of a local employer winning those bids are are better. Um, but in a, in a on a project like the Wharf project, that's a hundred forty million dollars. There's not a lot of employers in San Luis Obispo that could bond a job that, that size. So you're yeah. probably going to get an out-of-town employer, right. which makes these agreements all that more important because we can make sure local workers aren't going to be cut out of the process. Well, and in the standard bidding pro- process, uh, there is a requirement that there be no discrimination between in-town and out-of-town mm-hmm. bidders, isn't there? Yep. And so that uh, when, when those programs set up these pathways, what essentially you're telling us is that um, this is an educational way that people can get uh, the skills needed to have an ongoing trade in the area. Yeah. So they can, they can uh, uh, kind of like the Cal Poly learn by doing, but uh, in, in the vocational uh, sense of learning a trade and a skill so that they can make a living and they can benefit their community. That's exactly what we are. We're an, we're an earn-while-you-learn model. Uh, apprentices make a uh, percentage of the journeyman rate. Uh, they go to what we call related supplemental instruction, classroom so, instruction. So it's paid training. 
Yep, and, and the rest of the time they get their training on the job site. They work for an employer with journey-level journey workers to train them, and that's how they move through the program. For plumbers and pipe fitters, it's a five-year apprenticeship program. Wow. Uh, we also have a refrigeration path for uh, HVAC and refrigeration apprentices. Uh, we train all of those right here in San Luis Obispo at our, at our training center right there on, at 3710 Broad Street. Uh, and we also train at our sister training facility in Buellton. So um, are, are you always looking for apprentices? We are. Yeah, we're always taking applications. So Monday through Friday, uh, 8 to 12 in the morning and uh, 1.30 to 4 in the afternoon, uh, anyone can come in, fill out an application at 3710 Broad Street, and uh, we're is, happy to take an application. And is there a phone number, Dave? Yeah, the phone number is 805-543-2416. Tell, tell me that again. 805 805- Five four three two four one six. And uh, do, does your union have a website? We do. UA403.org. When uh, when somebody starts in the apprentice program, uh, I guess the question is how many, what percentage of the folks finish? Do you know? Um, our, our outcomes are really affected by uh, the work in the area. So it's another reason that we really need these community workforce agreements. If we don't have the work out in front of these apprentices, it, it affects them. Obviously, uh, an apprentice or a journey-level worker is not going to uh, hang around the area with no work coming in. So, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, we just got through the COVID pandemic, and it really hurt our outcomes uh, on an apprenticeship. Uh, we, it really did. And... This is another reason why I just feel so strongly that we need to make sure uh, that we have good public policy like this that's around these agreements that make sure that we're going to create plenty of opportunity here for local apprentices so they can continue their career. They have to work to move through the program. One of the things uh, I noticed when I studied the statutes on this, and again, folks, if you're looking for this, uh, it's 2500 et cetera, or et sequa. The cold, I can't say, etc. Anyway, um, it's 2,500 of the pub- public contract code for California. Um, <clears throat> that actually provides that these kinds of agreements can be on one project, or a city or a county or a public agency can actually enter into one of these agreements on all their projects. So all that... If a city did that, it would require bidding on the projects, and it would require that there be local hire on all the projects. Um, There are cities in California that have done that. Yeah, so there are uh, hundreds of public agencies up and down the state that Mm -hmm. have used or are using these agreements now. Um, And uh, they they are used. You're right. uh, That's a good point. They are used uh, on a project-by-project basis. And they're also used on an area-wide basis. So, for instance, for a, uh, a city-wide agreement or a county-wide agreement that would cover all projects above a certain threshold is generally how they're formulated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, from a political standpoint, uh, it has uh, seemed to me that over time the uh, agencies that do it project by project are holding out for more, um, they they only want to award a project if they're getting certain benefits from the trades council in their uh, political dealings. Is that something that you've noticed? 
I don't know if I view it exactly that way, okay. but um, I think uh, certainly there's politics and everything nowadays. Yeah. But um, I think uh, once an agency has familiarity with a community workforce agreement and sees the benefits firsthand, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a far greater chance that that agency will then enter into more of an area-wide or city-wide or, or longer-term agreements because you got you got to remember here the the point of the agreement is to capture as many local workers on local projects as we can apprentices and journey level workers so uh, an, an area wide or, or city or county wide agreement makes great sense when you look at it that way well, it, it seems to me it would stabilize things and it would uh, generate uh, greater economic benefit to the city or county uh, that did that yeah, that's a great point, and that and that brings to mind something else I should probably mention. So one of the one of the other benefits to workers about these type of agreements that are affiliated with the trade unions is that we're a multi-employer setup. So, for instance, uh, a worker could work on the uh, slow wharf project for this month and under the community workforce agreement. There, when you say the slow wharf project, I keep thinking of a pier sticking out to sea. Oh no! So. To explain That's to our the, listeners what the that is. the wastewater treatment plant located on Prado. There we go. Uh, so a worker could be working on the on the Prado project there uh, for this month and uh, uh, maybe get uh, laid off if the work's slowing down, the job's finishing up. And the next month they go down to the South Sanitation District and work under the community workforce agreement down there. Mm-hmm. They get the same pension paid in. They get the same health care paid in. They don't have to renegotiate their wages or their benefits or their conditions uh, and that's a real benefit to a worker. Sure, and uh, and and that uh, may mean that they can afford a house in uh, San Luis Obispo. Yeah, ultimately, they, they, you know, they they say in the industry in construction that construction jobs are made to be finished, uh, and and they're mm-hmm. always finishing up. That's the goal to get the job done as quickly as you can, efficiently as you can, as safely as you can, of a high quality. And so when that job's done, you need another project to go to. We had. Uh, Andy Pease here last week, and she was uh, talking about how uh, the city was working on uh, creating more opportunities for uh, housing construction. Um, But we're going to talk about that on the other side of this break. Folks, stay tuned. We're speaking with Dave Baldwin, business manager of the UA Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, and Refrigeration Fitters Local Union 403. 